welcome from the banks of the Rappahannock River on the campus of St. Margaret School in Tappahannock, Virginia. I am Autumn Courtney, and this is the Daily Thistle for Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. Today, a reading in chapel, a letter to the Hebrews, calls on us to open our hearts to strangers. Our Dean of School, Ms. Cupper Dickinson, reads this passage. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Here ends the lesson. Reverend Dr. Johnson then spoke to the letter in her homily. Does anybody in here know what the phrase xenophobia means? It's basically if you're um, against other races except your own. Excuse me? You're not willing to accept others or people who are different from you. And what we're hearing in this text today is not xenophobia, but philoxenia, in other words, love the stranger. And remember, here we are in the letter to the Hebrews, and the author is very upset with this church, this faith community, and he, he starts out by reprimanding them. He's worried that they're straying from their belief system, that they had pledged to follow Christ and now they're wandering back to old religions or just not doing anything. And all along the way, we have heard the concern of the writer. But here we are in chapter 13. We are approaching the end of this letter or sermon. And we hear him reminding them of their values. He begins with, let mutual love continue. In other words, there probably has been and is love in the community, and he's telling them to continue it, to keep loving one another, keep caring about one another. But he also encourages them to not forget their commitment to hospitality. And that sounds strange in some respects. We think of the hospitality trade as, as a Holiday Inn or the eight-day motel. But hospitality is an ancient concept. Hospitality was very important in the Old Testament and it was also important in the Greco-Roman world. So what he is talking about with them is not necessarily a religious value, but it is a humane value. It applies to all of us. 
And what he is saying is, do not ignore or look down upon or be afraid of the stranger. And let's go back a little bit. Back in the first century when this was written, inns were not safe places. You could be killed there, you could be robbed there, you could be kidnapped from an inn. They were shaky, shady places. So actually during this time, what you did was you found somebody who knew your family, who knew a friend. In this case, they were of the same faith system. They were followers of Christ. And what he's telling them is when a stranger comes into town, somebody that you do not know, but somebody who has some relationship to, or not even a relationship to you, somebody who is in need of lodging, in need of a place to stay, in need of food for the night, that you take them in. That the stranger is welcome in your home and in your midst. And this was a very, very important concept back in the Old Testament and in the first and second and third centuries, that welcoming the stranger was part of what everybody was to practice. It was the responsibility of everybody to look out for one another, for each other. And what he's saying here is that if you encounter somebody who is different from you or who is somebody you don't know, that rather than turn your head away if they talk to you or pretend you don't see them when you pass them on the street, that your responsibility as a human being is to look that person in the eye and to welcome them, to say, have you a place to stay? Is there anything I can do for you? Nowadays, we're taught to be afraid of the stranger. We're taught we, you know, don't, don't, as a child, don't talk to strangers. And that's a safety factor, and unfortunately, it's a reality of our time. But you don't have to go out into the marketplace or to Walmart or walk up and down the streets of Tappahannock. In your very own community, you have strangers. You have people that, in this community, that you see them, you smile, you say hello, and you keep walking. A stranger isn't somebody who is completely unknown to you. A stranger is somebody whose heart you don't know. Find somebody in this community, somebody that you've never had a conversation with. Sit down with a stranger at lunch. It's scary to approach somebody you don't know and say, may I sit here? because they could say no, and we are very, very afraid of rejection and abandonment. And that's a real fear for many of us. But I think at St. Margaret's, we have enough of a community here 
that we're not going to turn somebody away so rudely or so carelessly. Sit down with a teacher that you don't have. Sit down and talk to them. When I was at the university, I always had my advisees invite one of their professors out to lunch and to sit down and to get to know the professor and for the professor to get to know the particular student athlete that he or she was talking to. And they always came away with the same feeling. The student wanted to work harder in the class because he or she had a relationship with that person. And the professor wanted to work harder with the student to help to understand what the student athlete's life was on a college campus, to help support him or her in their work at the time, which was playing their particular sport. When we break down that wall of strangeness, when we open our hearts to be hospitable to one another, strangers seem to disappear from our lives and everybody is welcomed in. It's scary to invite somebody into your life, but we have to do it. We have to do it because in doing that, for these people in the first century, what having a stranger in your home did was it opened the world to you. Having a stranger in your home was the first century equivalent of the internet. People couldn't read, there weren't newspapers. So when a stranger came from even a city or town, two towns over, they were bringing to you a part of the world that they didn't know. They were bringing information about a world that they didn't even imagine. That having a stranger in your home, practicing hospitality, opened the world to you. Just with that one stranger whom you have invited in to sit at your table and eat with you. And when we make the world a smaller place, when the world can shrink because we have connections and ties to everybody, we can understand the other. We can understand difference in cultures, difference in religion, difference in nationalities, in genders, and in race. That tolerance begins with hospitality. Tolerance begins with inviting somebody in and sharing a part of you with them and having them share a part of themselves with you. And so here, what the author of Hebrews is saying is to continue that practice. Continue to open your heart, to share your table. And in opening your heart and your home, you are continuing to practice that mutual love. You are continuing to grow yourself. In having a stranger in your home, you are twice blessed compared to the person to whom you have offered hospitality. This isn't just a religious idea. This isn't just something from scripture or from the Bible. This was practiced in the first, second, and third century. It was a cultural behavior. 
It wasn't necessarily a religious behavior, but people who are religious will look at this behavior and say, I am following God's example. I am doing what God has asked me to do. And if that's what motivates you, that's how you proceed. But even then, if you are not a person of faith, don't cast this off. No, it's not for me. I don't believe in that. This is a humane value. This is about being a person. This is about caring for one another. This is about kindness. It's about unity. It's about the community of your sisterhood. Amen. As an Episcopal school, St. Margaret's traditions is one of graciousness, generosity, and humility. We do not possess all of the answers, and we are eager to learn from each other. In our Monday and Friday chapel services, we cultivate a climate of learning and inclusion. We believe the best vehicle for enhancing that learning is an intentional cultivation of a diverse community, which is welcomed into the total life of the school. A sense of belonging is essential to a learning climate and serves as the optimal mode of preparation for our students' futures. We hope you learned something from yesterday's chapel. We are honored that you included us in your day. On the river today, the sun will rise at 7.16 a.m. and set at 5.26 p.m. We will see a low tide at 10.44 a.m. and a high tide at 4.32 p.m. A low tide returns at 9.16 p.m. It will be a last quarter moon. In weather today, there will be considerable cloudiness. The high will be 51 degrees Fahrenheit, and winds will come in from the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Waves will be less than one foot in light chop, diminishing to flat early in the afternoon, then increasing to less than one foot in light chop later in the day. In news from the BBC. BBC News with David Harper. The United States has placed more than 8,000 troops on a heightened state of alert amid tensions with Russia over Ukraine. The Pentagon said that if deployed, the troops would be sent to bolster NATO's presence in Eastern Europe. President Biden has held talks with key European allies over a common strategy towards Russia. Speaking after the meeting, NATO's, General, NATO's Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said any further aggression by Russia against Ukraine would have severe costs. The James Webb Space Telescope has arrived at its final destination, a region of space called the Lagrange Point. The highly sensitive, heat-shielded telescope will now be made ready to see the universe's earliest stars in a process that will take five months. New research shows that hippos can differentiate between the honking calls of friends, neighbours and strangers. Scientists say the research at a nature reserve in Mozambique could have implications for conservation. That's the latest BBC News. Remember, you're listening to the nation's only independent school news feed from the banks of the Rappahannock River, here from the campus of St. Margaret School in Tappahannock, Virginia. I'll still go on in your heart, in your mind, I'll stay with you.
Courtney, and this was your Daily Thistle. As you grow in age, may you grow in grace.